You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. Thank you everyone for tapping in. I have a brand new episode here. I have the homie Sandra, fellow digital creator and host. We got into a lot. We talked about comedy. We talked about therapy, art. We got into a lot about her experiences um, in the comedy space, her experiences as a digital creator, and much, much more. Uh, so tap in. We here. We got a lot more coming. Uh, see this right here? Like there's like a knob on this side, on the other side, yeah. Yeah, and then you can kind of tilt it towards you so you can like kick back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, so I'm like, yo, that's an old commercial, right? Not that young, right? <laughs> like, is that right? No, it's uh, can you hear me now? Can Don't you remember hear that? Me now? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's uh, the, the cell phone that's commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Can you? Shit! Yeah, it's my weekend. It's kind of weird. I'm off Tuesdays, Wednesdays nowadays. So it's good that it's like it's good. It's back to back. Yeah. But like, it's just such an awkward time in the week where like yeah. people want to do stuff on Friday, Saturday. I'm like, I've, I'm working. Yeah. It's really different. But do you like it? Um, being offered is my new job. Your new job. Honestly, it's crazy. I'm seeing a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. There's been times where uh, you know people will will outside of the street to to see different people i won't name names but you know there's been paparazzi it's been stupid stupid crazy especially okay. during the last couple weekends but um mm -hmm. all in all it's like it's, it's an amazing job i can't i can't complain mm -hmm. better than the last i love the location of course mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with uh with yorkville mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean but uh yeah we're here we're here how's everything been with you um just trying to get back to reality after being away for so long um and then like work was kind of slow for this past like week or so yeah. and then it's starting to pick up now so i'll be getting the bills paid how's the uh how's the trip trip was amazing um i really enjoyed san diego um yeah like that like i've never been to the west coast uh in the states before mm -hmm. and um i think that was like the best first place to go to i know people will probably be like la is that place to go to but san diego is just beautiful and it was um it's obviously a lot smaller than and than la but i think i like that a little bit better it was more like i got to explore more where i know that it's a little harder to get around in la yeah i went to la last september and it's almost like there's too many things to do yeah and just adding on to what you're saying moving around was was a mess yeah. so like if i was if you're in la i was there for only like four days i wanted to do you know everything from a to z mm -hmm. i can only do everything from like a to t mm -hmm. you know so it was a little bit it's tough but i i kind of agree with that i never been to san diego but being a much smaller city yeah you still have the views yeah oh my god you know, no 100 percent. you still like, have the ocean the ocean was beautiful the beaches the landscapes and like getting <sighs> around town was like quick like everything was between 10 to 15 minutes yeah it's like go to the mall to just really 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 convenient um what's the size of it it's not a party town though it's not a party town no it's what's it's it, the size it? of toronto oh it's, it's yeah. big so it's yeah. big yeah it's, it's big it's something but it's to do with. not as big as la it's not like a it's not like a new york mm -mm. okay mm -mm. would you go back there again oh yeah 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 if i like, wanted it to a more like low-key like chill with people type of yeah. trip but definitely not a party yeah no city. no but i think like for me when i'm traveling i'm not my purpose isn't always to like party you know what i mean like for me when i'm yeah. traveling i want to like you know i need a recharge or i just want to see something different i want to get inspiration yeah 
Well, this, wanted, yeah. this was a little, it was like my friend's wedding. So like even down to like the bachelorette party, it was, <laughs> it was hard. Like we literally went to like five different places before oh, man. like settling on a place. Um, and then like everyone was there for the wedding. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we going to do tonight? Mm-hmm. You know? So it was a little difficult, but hey, we made the best of it. Is that the uh, first bachelorette party you've been to? No. Was it the funnest? Uh, mm, no. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. I've never been to one my, myself personally, but um, the thing that comes to mind immediately is like best man. No, not best man. Um, uh, what's the movie with Kevin Hart and freaking uh, oh, Think Like shit, a Man? Think Like a Man too. Mm-hmm. Yes, too. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yes, too. Yes, too. So that's <laughs> obviously it's probably not a, a good representation of it. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Every time a movie depicts it, you're like, <laughs> that's it's what nothing. Comes to mind. It's nothing like that at all. <laughs> Like, people getting thrown in jail and shit but yeah, yeah. no you, so you're back now i'm back now what's yeah. on the plate i seen i seen a couple things you're, you're up to and working on now but um um know. i don't know chilling working um i just as i told you later earlier on today i just started therapy again mm-hmm. so um that was an experience i know not to book anything else when i'm when i have a therapy yeah, session yeah it was hard to like decompress yeah no and I, again like even just through this episode i appreciate you coming on again because i know well actually i don't know i've never been a therapy i feel like everyone needs it including myself mm-hmm. i know i need it i just haven't just made the attempt to try it out yeah just to try it out yeah. but the thing with therapy is like how do you know when you found the right person <laughs> it's it's basically like you treat it like any re- relationship you have in your life um yeah if you're like you find it easy to talk to this person um you because obviously you're being the most vulnerable you know yeah you can be in in front of this person so you have to be able to talk to them and you have to be able to trust them and um and you obviously don't know that right away but i'm I'm big on energy so mm-hmm. if i feel like you're a good vibe um then I'll, I'll i'll try you out and you don't have to stick with that person right you can yeah you can go on move on try yeah. to, try to find your perfect match that's true I, it's I feel like it's such a shame that, you know, before therapy was looked at as, as oh, you know, something's yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. You know, there's a defect with you or you're, and in reality, like I was saying before, everyone needs it. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is, is, um, Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. And the main character, Robin Williams plays a therapist. And like, to me, watching that movie is therapy. There's a lot of things in my life that I do are therapy, but, um, I realize that, you know, you know, Talking to one might be might be needed as well too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you you don't. It's not like you know that person. It's not like they're your your homie or something like that. So, to have like a complete stranger just taken, and and those like deep things about you. It, yeah, yeah. And enter your you're literally yeah. allowing them to enter your life. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of trust that needs to be held there. A hundred percent. And then it's like you know you you realize like oh i only have like a 50 minute or like an hour session and you're like how am i gonna <laughs> pack in all this in an hour but i mean if the first step is to get in there so so the thing is someone that's you know for anyone that's been going through something or you know battling or challenging something mm-hmm. i think the hardest thing is to talk about something mm-hmm. to talk about it mm-hmm. where do you even find the strength to do that um it's one thing to talk to like a close family member or a friend about what you're going through it's another entirely thing to book an appointment talk to a professional and make the effort to go to that location yeah yeah i mean um 
like I don't know how it is at your household, but like my immigrant family, we never really discussed our feelings and um and if we did it was uh in like not the best way. Mm-hmm. Um but like for me and like my future and my health and stuff like that, like that means a lot to me. Um, like I want to be the best version of myself for the people in my life and obviously for myself. Um, and then like eventually when I have kids, like I want to be the best parent I can be. Um, and that's really important to me. And, and I know that, uh, being able to talk to someone about it or talk to someone about, you know, your problems and, uh, your traumas, um, there's something really freeing about it. And, um, I, I find peace and like release and like sometimes I've had sessions where I'm crying like the whole entire session and it's like maybe that's just what I needed mm-hmm. you know because um, I'm always like looking for uh, it's different like when you're by yourself and you're in your thoughts and then like your thoughts make you cry I feel like that um, I don't, yeah I've been there yeah I've been there yeah but then it's different when you're like Oh, like someone that's actually listening to me. Yeah. That, so I'm glad you said listening is, even to add on to listening, I think being seen. Yeah. A lot of times when people are, you know, when we're going through shit, you want to be seen, you want to be feel heard. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that, that's where, you know, you end up spiraling into a dark place. Mm-hmm. I like the fact, like just hearing, you know, just talking about this conversation is, is, um, it's great for me and not only for me, but I think a lot of people that are going to listen to this because it's everyone again mm-hmm. needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I appreciate you even like allowing me to know about this. Cause like you didn't have to tell me that. No, I know. You didn't, you don't have I to know. say shit. I know. You know, know. you could have said you had a bad day and yeah. it kept it at that. You know, just <laughs> chopped it up, kept it moving. No, I, I, I pride myself in being authentic and, um, I mean, that's not obviously not, I'm not telling everyone everything, mm. but I feel like, yeah, this is an important thing that, um, I think everyone should experience at least once in their life. Um, and if they get the courage to do that, like, like you should be very proud of yourself because it's, it's not easy. You know what I, it's, it's amazing that, uh, what you're doing right now with comedy, okay, especially hosting. <laughs> I know it's a complete topic change, but what you're doing now with comedy, um, yeah. it brings light to a lot of lives. Yeah. I've always heard the term that there's a th- very thin line between, you know, comedy and sorrow, mm-hmm. where a lot of the happiest and, you know, humorous people are the ones battling the most demons. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, a lot of comedians, like Robin Williams, for instance, committed yeah. suicide as a comedian, yep. and a lot of others. Um, where do you feel like that ties into what you're doing now with comedy? Because comedy, the way I look at comedy is it's like, it's a, it's, it's therapy, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's lively, it sheds light on social issues, but also it brings therapy therapy to a lot of people's lives. So what does that mean to you? Um, yeah, like I guess starting back, like I've always loved stand up and um, just like any type of comedy show or film. Um, I find like I always say that I was raised by television. Um, <laughs> so just like Shit, being able were, to yeah. like escape in that and then like, finding a genre mm. where I'm like, oh, wow, like this makes me feel good. Mm. Um, or like this, like, like, you know, will distract me from whatever I'm trying to run, run away from. Um, but yeah, like during the pandemic, uh, really got into a lot of podcasts that were like hosted by comedians. 
and just hearing their stories and like being able to relate to them and then like learning about their craft and their process and um their their own journeys and in, in, in becoming stand-up comedians um I think it's yeah I thought it was like super inspiring and I was like okay well where can I fit in this I don't know if I have the talent or the skill to become a uh, stand-up comedian but you know I think that um I've done enough things in my career or life that um I can figure out a way to 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 fit in this scene or industry yeah yeah um so yeah that's where the idea of um bringing people together into a room into a space where you know if they're having a bad day or had a bad week and stressing about the bills and all that stuff like they can just escape for an hour and a little bit um come have a good time have a good laugh be filled with um or like you know like being next to strangers and just laughing with them i feel like that's it's such a an it's, escape it's, of reality. It's for beautiful. Enough. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Simply put. Yeah. And like the process was awesome um, in terms of like, you know, scouting for the comedians. Um, I've always loved going to, to comedy shows and standups um, and through creating my, uh, my own show, I was able to experience so many different comedians and discover new people and it was such an awesome awesome experience who'd you have on there again um i had my friend yaz um uh this comedian freddie i had um a a comedian named sam and keisha brownie and marlon palmer and uh crystal ferrier and these are all local toronto comedians these are all yeah toronto comedians so basically yeah the show is just to showcase Toronto's funniest comedian uh, comics, um, but in a uh, like just a different experience than going to like a um, like an underground basement, mm-hmm. sticky floors. You know, you can smell the washroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, the you decor can see, is you can smell a little bo from the guy yeah, standing next. Yeah, to you. the decor yeah. is not as nice. Um, but yeah, I wanted to create something that was visually pleasing, um, centered around a stand-up show. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because I don't see that often. I don't think I've ever seen that until you've done it in the terms of the way it's been produced. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends who are comedians operate in what you're just describing, a lot of underground bars. Mm-hmm. Um, but oddly enough, uh, one of my actually, two of my homies are going on tour. Mm, two awesome. of my homies are going on tour. Um, I feel like the comedic space in the city is growing. Yes. And especially like kind of being involved in it, involved in it now. Like it's a, such a small community or like yeah. small space, but like everyone knows everyone. Kinda, yeah, it's really? insane, yeah. And like again, like trying to scout for the show, I was like, I saw some people like three or four times because they were just wow, part of the, the same bill, same, yeah, same set, yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry, excuse me. Um, it was yeah, an awesome experience, and I hope to do it again. That's soon. amazing. Hope, oh, shit, I know it'll happen soon. I hope so. I hope what, so, so what, t- what type of things do you look for in comedians? Because I know every every comedian has their own flavor. Yeah, everyone has their own sauce. Yeah, everyone has their own formula. Yeah, and some comedians are terrible. Yeah, as you know, some comedians are great. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why I think it's important to to, to like actually go out into those spaces and you know like experience like 
some of these comedians a couple times before you, you make your decisions. But, uh, I mean, I honestly have to find them funny myself. <laughs> I think that would be as, stupid if I didn't. Has anyone, like, interrupted? Has anyone, like, recommended you someone? And, like, yo, you got to get this person on? And you're just like, nah. Say, say oh, it, yeah. Saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then not to say that they're not funny. It's just I don't personally find, like, we don't have the same humor, mm -hmm. sense of humor. Um, but considering that um, when I was looking for the comedians, I wanted to find people that, um, could relate to anyone that mm. would that would potentially come to the show. So not necessarily like I would still find them funny, but um, maybe you know some guy would find another guy or one of the comedians like really really funny. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, I had to just <clears throat> think about the different type of audience members that would be coming to the show, and um, kind of find a div diverse lineup that would fulfill anyone yeah. in that room. Yeah, like just have a sense of universe, like making it universal. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like yeah. that. I've been to some certain shows. I remember you brought me to oh, one yes. show. Yes. <laughs> you wanted I'm not to gonna walk say out. I was this close to walking no, out. No, you were this close to walking out. I was out. this close, but I'm like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. But then it picked up after. It Second did. Second half picked it, up. Yeah, they, it had did. Us, they had us in the first half. Yeah. And like, but that's, but that's like the, that just comes with, you know, going to the show. It's like, you don't know what to expect. Um, you kind of expect the unexpected. And you just hope for the best that, you know, you're going to have a good time. Um, and it's honestly the most bravest thing you can do is go up on stage for four minutes and lay it out on there and hope to God that people laugh. <laughs> and there's times where it doesn't. And, you know, the fact that these comedians like that we saw that night were able to go out and do it yeah. again the next week or that weekend, like yeah. round of applause to you because like it's not easy and um I don't take it lightly at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just here to respect the craft, uh, but also understand that, like, you know, not everyone's for everyone, you know? Yeah, so. and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I think going back to what you just said, it teaches you a lot about resilience. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, you know, you had a trash night. Mm -hmm. I feel like every comedian has, has, a bad, oh, has had a bad night. Yeah. And any, any type of pro in any craft has had a bad night. Yep. But it's like just Even, like, you. Dave Chappelle nowadays, he... He bombed like recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, holy shit! Where was this? It was like it's just like a small, um, like smaller arena. Damn, and that's that's a real thing too. Where I'm seeing these things, I'm like, if these guys quit as soon as they bomb, where would they be today? Exactly. You know but what I mean? That's with anything in life, right? Anything in life, yeah. And that's uh, like I was saying that night, I'm like I was very close to, to leaving, but you know. I've heard some stories. I had a comedian here on the other day where when he first started off, he did like this corporate event. Okay. And uh, this is the first he's ever done. He got it recommended to him. And uh, one of the guys basically, you know, told him like, you know, this is easy money. It's like that. Like, I think it was like 500. Just do it in and out. You're good. Mm -hmm. Right. So after that, he ended up bombing and he had like the worst response. I think he got a couple of tomatoes thrown at him at this event. Oh and this is God. this is early on in his career, too. Like oh my goodness. Fresh, a rookie. Yeah. After that, he's like, yo, I'm, he, he got PTSD from doing any corporate events. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So as wow. a, like, as, you know, were you even hosting an event, hosting a comedic event? Yeah. That's a risk. Yeah. But how, like, how did you bounce, how do you bounce back from, you know, having a bad night? Oh, man. I, I, I mean, I haven't, I'm not a comedian to, to put it out there. I'm not a professional stand-up comedian. There's a lot of, people that are and I'm not one of them um but 
I think I do have like a good eye for like finding what's funny. Um, but uh, like being able to host gave me insight on how difficult it is and um, and just, yeah, like, you know, practicing yeah. being in front of people just in general, yeah. not even having to crack jokes, but just having to bring energy into a room and um, yeah. And like set, set the it, tone. Yeah. Set the tone for the next comedian. And, um, and then I also got to work on like writing jokes and seeing how that is and learning where, you know, to kind of trim the fat and like rewrite some stuff. And I have yet to, um, I have yet to go do another, or I have yet to go to an open mic to test these, uh, revisions out yeah but uh eventually yeah i'm there eventually. when it happens i'm there eventually. i went i went to one set when i was in edmonton and a guy you know when you say a bad joke and it's just complete awkwardness yes a guy actually used that to his advantage yeah like you probably seen that before you like, have oh. to. he's like oh, okay well fuck there's, me then all right next there's, joke yeah like, there's people that like and i think comedians are really good at self self-deprecating themselves yeah um but yeah like you kind of kind of just have to like laugh it off and keep it going and like like those are the things that um i see in in certain comedians like being able to just roll with it and pick up and yeah or like if you lose like your spot like because obviously these, these jokes are like memorized they're rehearsed yeah and they're rehearsed but you have to deliver it to them like you're having a conversation mm -hmm. with the audience um so yeah there's like little subtle cues that i notice about what certain comedians do and uh that's what you got to do. Just watch the greats do it over and over yeah. again and see how their timing is and the delivery. And it's an art. Oh my God. Yeah. It's an art. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so speaking on LOL, just joking, mm -hmm. you know, apologies. Cause I didn't make it. I couldn't make it. I was working that time, mm -hmm. but, um, I seen you at a laughter party mm -hmm. and I heard a lot of great things about what you're doing. Okay. I heard a lot of good things about that. What's okay. next for this? What are you hearing these things from? <laughs> Don't worry, I got my sources. <laughs> um, uh, what's my next thing? Uh, I do want to. I want to do another comedy show, but I want to do it on a, a bigger scale. And um, like, although the production was amazing, I want to elevate that a little bit more. Mm. Um, and yeah, and kind of. Uh, get some like bigger names uh, mm -hmm. not in terms of comedians but like like sponsorships and stuff like that um to help with um elevating the show um yeah because I, I what planning the show was easy yeah um, yeah i like i've done events in the past like planned my own events and stuff like that so like getting location and like finding um the production crew and um and uh like getting alcohol sponsorship like that stuff's easy and like i'm thankful for like the network that i have um like we did it at studio am mm. who's uh which is owned by a friend uh anil and he was able to um connect me with like certain production people that could help like record record the show um and yeah like so that, that so that part was easy i think it was being able to like be a producer and then also host at the same time it's kind of your challenging head, yeah your head's yeah. got to be in two spaces and it was that was something i've learned um for the next show like i want to focus on 
either doing the production part or hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Because I think, yeah, when you have your, when you're wearing multiple hats, it is a bit stressful. Yeah. Similar like, to like when I started this podcast, like I was doing everything, but I realized like you need a team for a lot of the things that you want to yeah. pursue full time. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. I mean, like you can't go through life alone, so. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, Speaking on, you know, art, because I think this whole, this whole conversation has been about art. A lot of times with comedy is art. Yeah. You're also a digital creator. That's actually how I met you. Yes. Um, I recognize you and known you as a graphic artist. Yes. Where did this come from? I want to talk about this because, <laughs> you know, that's like one of the most, you're probably one of the most talented graphic artists I know personally. Oh, my God. Personally. Wow. Wow. I don't Thank say you. that lightly either, but where did that start? Where did it come from? Um. Well, I've always, like, been a creative person, like, even as a kid. Like, I would always like spend hours and hours on like ms paint the most (laughs) the most simplest um but the og of graphic design yeah um yeah Uh, so you know spend so much time there but like not just that like i would always like write little like plays on microsoft word like just i was always doing things like that to just yeah distract myself and um yeah I don't know. To be honest, I actually don't know how I got into graphic design. I initially started um, web with web design. Web with web design? Yeah. I was like, someone asked me to, because I had taught myself how to code. And I took like a, a coding class in like high school. And so like, you know, doing like Tumblr, like yeah, those yeah, type of yeah, things, yeah. like required. If you, know, if you know, you know. Required some some coding, and mm-hmm. I was able to like you know do some stuff, and then, um, a boyfriend at the time was like, oh well, why don't you like instead of the behind the the scenes on web design, like why don't you do like or uh, web development? Why don't you do like the the visual side of of web, like creating what it looks like, and then having someone code it for you and i was like okay let me try that out um and then you know stumbling on youtube tutorials of doing that i discovered i really liked photoshop and um being able to create something um digitally was was awesome because i spent so much time on the computer as a kid Mm um i mean it's great that you know you can like draw or like paint and those physical, like those talents are awesome and amazing. But uh, being able to, yeah, just manipulate things very easily through a computer was was so intriguing to me. And so I basically taught myself how to do ma- majority of things that I know. Um, and that's insane to me, to be honest. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing you work firsthand on one of the graphics uh, I had you had you do. And I'm like, this is this is like speaking another language to me yeah i mean um, but like i mean you just put me in another room with a graphic designer they're like oh okay like that's they understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you have is it like its own community similar comedy like do a lot of you guys know each other no it's not like that no, okay no, 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 no. so speaking like a funny story throughout the pandemic like i was wasn't really doing much i was still trying to do this podcast but yeah. one of the one of the talents i took up was final cut okay like i was editing a lot of my videos and yeah. i was learning a lot like how to you know put different masks on things and how to you know put proper transitions and cues and yeah. all these different things i'm like okay i understood it just simply from youtube yeah that taught me a lot so shout, yeah. shout out to youtube university yeah legit. um but 
I realize on, on I realize now that a lot of these things could be learned if you just put the time in and it seems like you have. Yeah. Um, like, I, like I, again, I'm going to credit to this to like yeah. my childhood and being able to like just be independent and spend time doing yeah. stuff. Shout out to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still remember that. I still remember when I think of Microsoft paint, I remember like the spray paint. Yep. That spray, I used to hate it though too because yeah. it never freaking it, covered any money. It never it didn't, covered yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah it's it wasn't terrible. Not, it wasn't. Uh, like what it is flow this? Right. It's it terrible, right. man. Like if um, you if you if you swipe your if you move your cursor too quick. Yeah. From one side to the other, it would cover like 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 one portion of like a line. I'm like, what is this trash, man? It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. So um, yeah, taught myself how to do graphic design. Um, obviously it was like there's like I don't have to just box myself in web. Um, so I, I just, um, went to, went to full on graphic design, but I was, um, enrolled in a communications program at York university. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, and I wanted to, to learn more about graphic design. So I had transferred from York to, uh, George Brown, um, where I was into uh, like a design program. But then I was like, I'm spending my first like semester here, like or even a, my first year here, learning things, things I already know. Knew. Yeah, and maybe like yeah, I did. Um, it did help me like refine my skills and like um, like I learned a lot of shortcuts to things and it made made the designing process a little easier, technical wise. Um, but again, it's like I already knew it, so I was like, why am I spending my money? Like I'm already, I already have like freelance clients and. Um, mm. enough to like build my portfolio and, um, and yeah, it's redundant. Yeah. I find some, and this is like my theory. Some of the best creators I know are all self-taught. Yeah. Uh, my brother being one of them, Yeah, you know, another individual in the studio being one of them. <laughs> um, but it's, there's never, it's never through like the traditional scholarly route where yeah. you're learning and then all of them become like this you know you become like this genius at the end of it it's usually because you're self-taught you yeah. know trial and error and then you made the right connections through yeah. networking yeah exactly that it's, yeah it's like it, it's who you know i mean granted like i had some opportunities where it, it was solely based on um like my portfolio and like how i did in the interview mm. um so like i think yeah y you know you could meet this person and like that would help but getting the um the experience at an actual like agency and like corporate company um although i didn't like it yeah. uh, was very um helpful um in terms of just like yeah like the process how the design process goes and uh. um how it is to work with other people and other creatives and stuff like that and um how that kind of all flows together so um not my choice of job but it did help me I learned a lot. What are some of the pros and cons of like working with an agency? Because I feel like you know, obviously, there's there's got to be that sense of security with it, mm -hmm. but there's also that lack of, I wouldn't say control, but lack of agency you have over the work. I assume, yeah, right? Exactly. Whereas that. if you work for yourself, no one's telling you anything. Exactly. Is that like, you know, a project's given to me at an agency, whereas I can, as a freelancer, decide what projects mm. I want to do. Um, and uh yeah you're right like it, it was a, a security thing and you know you get your steady your steady paycheck um but then you're also yeah you got to give up creative control mm. and you gotta um obviously you know get approvals from multiple people before 
you know anything gets greenlit exactly yeah. um and like when you start off in an agency uh like uh, at least a bigger one um you're kind of at the bottom of it so you don't get like the best projects, projects. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. the most expiring projects or the most creative ones um <laughs> So yeah, my homie works with one too. He told he tells me a lot about his experiences, and it's very political. The one he's at right now, mm. it's extremely political. Um, but he's, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I guess it's not for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like there's people that like are okay with that, and they work well in those environments. Yeah, I am not one of them. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> Shit. Well, anyway, Sandra. Again, it was a pleasure having you here. Yes. Um, Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before I wrap this up? Um, I just want to thank you for making it out because I know you oh know. Yeah, it was a it was a track too. It was a track too. You're coming from you know. Yeah, it was a East End. Yeah, it's what it is. We make it though. We make um, it. No, but thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I know you know we had tried to do this a couple times. Um, I'm so happy that we finally got to do it. Uh, I apologize that I was a little late. No, nah, I don't. You're good. Um, other than that, I don't have. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Where can people reach out to you if they ever want work? Oh, Shout uh, yourself out, man. Shit. Okay. My platform is your platform. Ah, uh, this is weird talking about myself, but um, you can find me on Instagram. Ooh. It's Sandra X D E E. Um, that's probably like the best way to get at me. If you want any work done, you can see most of my work on my Instagram. Uh, if not, uh, you want to see more, I can definitely send you my portfolio. Um, look out for the potential comedy show coming up, hopefully this fall. Um, other than that, we here. We're we here. here. On that note, Sandra, <laughs> <laughs> we out. Bye. Bye.